But Second uh, Chronicles chapter number 20, uh, as you're turning there, uh, we, will, uh, we will be there in just a moment of time. And, uh, but I want to just begin, and if the Lord would help me for a few moments, I want to talk to you or preach for a little bit this morning about the unexpected release of 2020. Uh, I feel like this is the Lord has put this in my spirit, but if I was to put a little tagline on that this morning, I, and uh, the worship has uh, kind of set the stage for this, I feel, and uh, I would make this statement, it's time to sing. And I know you may not feel like singing today, uh, but uh, if you'll stay with me to the end, uh, I, I pray that we will... Uh, we will uh, glean from this word together today. We're going to talk about a man by the name of Jehoshaphat. And uh, I know that's not a common name in our culture today, but he was a man that desired to do right in the eyes of the Lord. He didn't get it right every time, and sometimes he made some really bad decisions, but his heart was turned towards the Lord in such a manner that he was really desiring uh, to experience him and uh, he, he did his best to uh, really I feel like to be sensitive to everything that was going on around him and he was really in a time in history when there was great pressure around him on so many different levels and we can relate to that a little bit today but when you get to chapter number 20 it, it tells us that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon began to come against uh, Jehoshaphat and his people and it really began to cause a disruption in his life in the life of Judah and uh, we find that it simply says that Jehoshaphat feared but when he began to find fear coming upon him the word of the Lord tells us that he set himself to seek the Lord and to proclaim a fast all throughout of Judah he would simply realize that we can't do this in ourselves. And he realized that where he found himself, there had, to be, there had to be some direction and there had to be some guidance, but there also had to be some wisdom and understanding that was greater than what he could get from his peers. And that's why, and we're going to that chapter in just a moment, but if you was to read in Proverbs 3, you would find these words uh, in verse number 25. It says, Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Can I tell you today, we do not need to be fearful, but we do need to be men and women that are operating under the Spirit of discernment that comes through and by the Holy Spirit because that is then we're positioned to begin to operate in wisdom and understanding and today we have to be very careful that we don't get sucked in by all the noise of the world around us and Jehoshaphat realized this he said I've got to seek the Lord so the first thing I would say to you and I this morning that if we're going to experience the divine favor of God, we're going to have to turn our face away from all the stuff, and we're going to have to turn our face back and begin to seek the Lord. And that, that's not meaning that we just come to the house of the Lord and, and, and hope that a preacher uh, will, will preach a message that will give us direction. Well, that's important. But on a daily basis, we must turn our face and we must seek the Lord. And we find that when Jehoshaphat did that and Judah come together and they began to ask help of the Lord and, out, and, and they came out of the cities of Judah and they all came for one purpose and as Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord, notice what he prayed. And I didn't give uh, Landon these verses but I'm going to read them this morning beginning in verse number 6. This is the prayer of Jehoshaphat he said O Lord God of our fathers art not thou God in heaven and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen and in thy hand is there not power and might so that none is able 
to withstand thee. Art now, art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gaveth it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? He says, And they dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us, as the sword and judgment or pestilence or famines, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. Notice Jehoshaphat is praying very boldly here. He's saying, O Lord God, uh, aren't you not still sitting in heaven? Do you not remember that this is a land that you gave to Abraham? But do you also not remember that there was a house that was built here and we're here and we know that no matter what's going on in the world around us, if we will come to this house because your name is here, that if we'll call out to you, not only will you hear us, but you will help us. He was standing there praying very boldly, even though fear had gripped his heart. But then we find when you get to verse number 12, it says, Oh, our God. Wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. But then notice this, right in the midst of this season of prayer, Jehaziel is standing in the congregation, and all of a sudden, it says that the Spirit of the Lord comes upon him in the midst of the congregation. I preached on this not that long ago. And, but then he said, Hearken ye all Judah and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeru. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself. I could preach right there, but I'm not. But let me just tell you right now, you just need to set yourself. And you need to stand ye still. Some of you are just too troubled in thought this morning. You just need to stand still. And he says, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Tell your neighbor, you're not alone. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Now in verse 20, it says they rose early in the morning. Some of you don't realize there's two, three o'clocks in a 24-hour period. Just throw that out there for you. And they went forth, and as Jehoshaphat stood before them, he simply said this, Hear me. O Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing, somebody tell your neighbor it's time to sing. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Now, I'm going to try to tie all this together this morning. Our world has gone mad, if you hadn't noticed that. 
Okay? We have entered into an era in which evil has been celebrated while good has been condemned. The escalation of violence, evil, and perversion in this hour is the result, please hear me, of a spirit of darkness that is rapidly moving and trying to destroy that which is good. I have said it for over a year, but I will say it again even now because I've said it in recent days. The spirit of darkness or the kingdom of darkness is chosen to use a spirit of Jezebel in this hour in a very intense manner to bring about that which it's trying to accomplish in this season. I've taught and preached, but let me tell you one more time, Jezebel is a spirit that is obsessive and passionate for domineering and controlling others that they do not have control over. It also is a spirit that continually engages in immorality, idolatry, and false teaching, as well as unrepentive sin. Let me remind you in your Bibles, if you would begin to read, you will find that it was Jezebel who removed the altars of the Lord. It was her that threatened the prophet, and it was her that had the degrees written and signed and stamped with Ahab's seal to bring death to Naboth. But however, today, while the enemy of the Lord is trying and working with great vigor, it's not over yet. I believe we are now entering into a time where God is desiring to bring about a very unique visitation to his people. But I want you to hear the word of the Lord this morning. The church of Jesus Christ has been influenced by, seduced by, as well as intimidated by this spirit of Jezebel, which has led into the silencing of the prophetic voice of God. And this has resulted into much of what we're seeing today. But I want to declare to you that there is a reemerging, not a Pentecostal pattern, but a Pentecostal anointing upon the remnant of God's people where things are getting ready to change. I believe with all of my heart the spirit of Elijah is coming again to appoint and to anoint a generation of Elishas to go about and to operate in their stead. I've mentioned to you at other times, but allow me to mention to you one more time this morning. It was in the early 1900s at the Azusa Street Revival when William Seymour stood and said in a little better than a hundred years, there will be a move of God that dwarfs anything that we've ever seen. At the same time and the same night on the East Coast, there was one by the name of Charles Bortman who stood up and said the exact same thing. Can I tell you, we are in that time frame right now. We cannot ignore the significance of this hour. The multitude does not want to hear this message. I understand that. But please hear me. There is a present-day Ebed Melik. What a name that desires and understands the need of the true prophetic voice, just like in Jeremiah's day. And right now when we're seeing a world try to do the same thing to the voices of God that they did in Jeremiah's day, there is one that I believe that's getting ready to go back into the storehouse of the king's treasure and getting ready to bring up the Jeremiah's of our day out of the miry pit, and they're getting ready to be a voice in the king's court again. Notice there is getting ready to be a return of yesterday's anointing that made people cringe in their place of sin. We have gotten too comfortable, my friend. I'm not here to be down and discouraging, but I'm here to be honest and real with you. Our intellect isn't getting people saved and delivered and set free. Our structure and our opinions have done nothing but stifle the moving of the Holy Spirit, and that's why your family's still lost 
and on their way to hell today. Please hear me. We're in a place where there has to be a change. What do you mean by that, preacher? Notice with me, in the days of Jehoshaphat, there was an enemy that began to surround him in Judah. And they began to try to come and strike fear and said, we're going to overthrow and we're going to take this land. But Jehoshaphat began to turn and seek the Lord. And as he began to do that, he began to hear the Lord began to deliver a message through a man that was in the congregation and he begins to hear the word of the Lord in such a manner that he didn't just hear it here, but it struck him here. And notice, let me give it to you again. The message was, be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but it's God. Can I tell you right now, there is a spirit of weariness that's coming up on the church of Jesus Christ in America, and we're looking and we're hearing all of the stuff that's going on in our world, and it's grieving our spirit in such a manner that we're like, well, we just don't know what we're going to do, and we can't even, it's, it's hard for us to lift our hands and worship. Uh, it's hard for us to go to a place of prayer because we're listening, uh, we're, we're, we're hearing all of the noise uh, of the Moabs uh, and of Ammon. Uh, and we're simply saying, oh, uh, they're greater than we are. They're more powerful than we are. They got more money than we do. And, and, and they've got this on their side. And they've got that on their side. Uh, but this morning, I want you to hear the word of the Lord. Uh, Be not afraid, uh, nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude, uh, because this battle does not belong to you and me. The battle that we're finding ourselves in the United States of America today does not belong to you. It does not belong to me. Uh, this is not about Democrats or Republicans. Uh, this is not about Congress and Senate. Uh, this is not even about a White House. Uh, but this is about good and evil. This is about heaven and hell. This is about your children and your grandchildren experiencing an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and fire. But the enemy knows that he cannot defeat God's people if they hear the word of the Lord. That's why when you get over into chapter 20, when Jehoshaphat comes, uh, it's a new day, and he comes out, and he's heard the word of the Lord, but he comes out and he says, O Judah, and O you inhabitants of Jerusalem, I want you to hear the word of the Lord. Believe in the Lord. I want to tell somebody right now, you've got to do one thing and one thing only. You've got to believe only. This ain't a time to back up. This ain't a time to be distracted. This ain't a time to say, well, I hope maybe he can, uh, or, or it, it could be possible. Uh, but no, uh, can I tell you when somebody will seek and turn their face and set it towards God uh, and begin to believe only, uh, things begin to change. I don't know, but I got to tell somebody this morning something's about to change in your circumstance, in your family. Uh, but I'm going to go as far as to say there's something getting ready to change in this nation uh, because there's a remnant of people uh, that have set themselves uh, and they begin to turn towards God uh, and they're believing only. Uh, can I tell you what happens when somebody believes? Uh, in Matthew chapter 8, uh, when the centurion believed, uh, the servant in the self same hour uh, was healed. Uh, I find in Matthew chapter 9 uh, when two blind men began to call out to Jesus. Uh, when they believed, uh, they began to see. Uh, can I tell you then in Mark chapter 5 uh, a woman that had an issue of blood for 12 years uh, and, and spent everything she had uh, when she saw him uh, she said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment uh, I believe that I be made whole and in a moment with a crowd of people Jesus stops and turns and says who touched me can I tell you when a man or a woman will touch God when they believe virtue goes out of him and lives are transformed and changed it says in the same moment she was made 
whole. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Jesus, and you know the story, uh, he was on his way to Darius' house uh, in that same chapter, uh, and somebody comes and said, don't bother the master any longer. Uh, your 12-year-old daughter's already dead. Uh, but Jesus said, uh, Darius, uh, believe only. Uh, and notice what happens. Uh, a little 12-year-old girl uh, where everybody was already mourning and wailing and crying. Uh, he says she's just asleep. Uh, and he walked in uh, and she raised up. Uh, and he said, give her something to eat. Can I tell you this morning, uh, God's about to feed a generation uh, in such a manner uh, where they're going to walk with power uh, and authority. Uh, they're going to eat of meat that that you don't know of. <coughs> but notice Jehoshaphat said, you just got to believe in the Lord your God. Can anybody testify this morning? He's my God. It's wonderful to talk about Elijah's God, Elisha's God, or John the Baptist's God, or whatever, but I can testify this morning that he's not just their God, but he's my God. Listen, when we began to believe in him, Jehoshaphat said, not just believe, he says, so shall ye be established if you do believe. To be established simply means to be set firm or to be in a stable position. And it also means to be shown to be valid or true. Can I tell you this morning that as the church begins to turn and set itself and it begins to believe in the Lord in this season, there is getting ready to be an establishing of His Word and of His power in this time in history. Meaning this, that I sincerely believe that by the end of this year, there is going to be a definitely strong message given in many different avenues where it is going to show that he is established and his church is established. I know the world says we're insignificant and we're not essential. By the world's standards, you're in the most dangerous place you could be today because somebody's singing in here. You know why they think that and why they're saying that? That's, they're not saying that in the natural realm. You'd say, how in the world and why did we get to that in the United States of America? Is because of what I'm preaching to you this morning. The enemy knows if I can keep them from singing and praising, I can ensure victory. But he knows if somebody that believes in the Lord, that is established, that will believe the voice of the prophet, if they will begin to sing, he knows he is defeated. You hear this preacher this morning. By the world standard, it's very dangerous. Evidently, some of you believe in it because nobody wants to. My, my amen sisters ain't even sitting down here anymore. I'll, I promise I wouldn't have spit on you this morning. Don't you believe the lies of the enemy? See, y'all yeah, yeah, are going the wrong direction. Listen. Yeah, God help us. I called you out. I'm sorry. Mm. Believe in the Lord that you may be established. It says, and believe as prophets, so shall ye prosper. But it says, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that they should praise the beauty of holiness. I want to insert this, and you can do whatever you want to with it. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. No matter how much the world and the church world and church leaders want to say, oh, it's really not important. Please hear me. Holiness is not legalism, but holiness is a man or a woman that has set themselves apart for the service and the work of the Lord. 
it's time for you and I to make sure that we're setting ourselves in a manner that brings pleasure to our Heavenly Father. Listen. Our belief in Him not only establishes us, but it releases the supernatural power of God to move amongst the men and women of faith. We find today, right now, i got to hurry. This morning, I'm on page one and a half of many. And when Jehoshaphat had consulted and he appointed singers of the Lord, and he said that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army, and he simply instructed them to say this, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. He was able to say that because he had an understanding of where they had been and where they had come from. You know, sometimes we get so focused on the present that we forget just how faithful God has been. But Jehoshaphat looked over the history of Israel and he said, God was there, he was there, he was there, he was there. And he's like, listen, not only is he faithful now, but he is faithful forever. He's not just faithful there, but he's going to be faithful today, and he's going to be faithful tomorrow. I've got to tell somebody, if you would look over your life, you would say, man, he's been faithful. But not only has he been faithful back there, I'm going to stand here and proclaim to you that he is faithful today, and if he sees fit to give you and I tomorrow, he's going to be faithful tomorrow. Now, he says, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And it says, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir and were come against Judah and they were smitten. Now, a lot of theologians and guys that are much smarter than me, they simply believe it says, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments they believe that it was the heavenly host of heaven that was dispatched and put in concealed places where when there began to be advancement of the enemy, all of a sudden there was a fear that gripped their heart because of the interaction of the angelic host of heaven, and they began to turn and they began to slay each other. I'm going to go on record today and tell you that if the church will begin to sing again, and will begin to praise. And I've said this over the last several weeks, but I, wanna, I want you to hear me this morning. I'm going slow today for a reason because I want you to get this, not just here, but I want you to get it here. It's because I believe that God is calling us back to a place where we will begin to sing unto the Lord. And as we begin to sing and begin to offer up praise, I heard the Lord say early this week that he would begin to set up ambushments, which goes right along with what the Lord told me in recent days concerning the angelic host of heaven. And I believe that even now as the church begins to sing the remainder of this year, there is getting ready to be ambushments come by the angelic host of heaven. And there is getting ready to be the, the turning of evil forces and they're going to begin to destroy each other in such a manner that God's people is going to be established and God is going to receive glory and honor before the end of this year. But it all begins when you and I begin to sing unto the Lord. But not just sing, but begin to praise. Notice the power of praise. Paul and Silas at midnight, think about that. At the dawning of a new season, the dawning of a new day, in the midst of darkness, began to pray and sing unto the Lord, and there was the arrival of a spiritual ambushment that shook the foundation of the prison house where they was in, and it says that all bands was loosed and all doors was open. Deliverance didn't just come to the two men of God, but deliverance come to everyone that was near them because of an attitude of praise. There is an unexpected release that is not on the calendar of men the latter part of this year, but as the church begins to sing, 
there is getting ready to be the glorifying of our king notice David said and I'm going to end very quickly David says in Psalms 146 while I live I will praise the Lord while I have my being I will praise the Lord he was saying I'm not going to allow anything to steal my praise he also said in Psalms 34 he says I will bless the Lord at all times we find in Hebrews chapter 13 verse number 15 it says therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God you would say pastor what is a sacrifice of praise to God this morning I'm so glad you asked because you find it in the remainder of that verse it is the fruit of your lips giving thanks to his name Right now, in the midst of all of your trouble, in the midst of all of your uncertainty, in the midst of a divided nation, that makes my heart very heavy today. When, when you begin to see the, the, the evil forces that's trying to bring even greater division, what can we do? Everybody says, I feel like I'm hopeless. Uh, what can we do? Uh, listen, uh, we got to begin to take the fruit of our lips uh, and begin to give thanks to his name. Which means this. Excuse me. You can't just do that here. But we find, where are we to praise? We find all throughout Scripture. We find in the Amplified Version, in Psalms 149, verse 5, that it says, Let the saints be joyful in the glory and the beauty which God confers upon them. Let them sing for joy upon their beds. Uh, can I tell you this morning, mommies and daddies, grandmas and grandpas, uh, you got to make your house become a house of worship. If you're going to see this thing turn around, uh, if you're going to see the presence of God and you say, I really want my nation to experience a healing, uh, I want my nation to experience a calm, uh, I, I want God to be glorified, I want my children to be safe, uh, then you're going to have to make sure that you take the initiative uh, and say, not only will I praise the Lord on Sunday morning, uh, but on Wednesday evening or Thursday evening uh, or Friday morning, uh, my house, uh, there will be the fruit of my lips uh, that begins to give praise and thanksgiving uh, to the name of the Lord uh, and when you begin to do that can I tell you uh, praise precedes deliverance uh, there's so much bondage in your home uh, because you've not praised in your home uh, but I come to tell somebody uh, if you begin to praise the name of the Lord uh, while you're doing your dishes uh, while you're vacuuming your floor uh, you might just have revival in your family And yes, can I tell you this morning, this is not a house of entertainment. The house of worship never was intended to be that. But in the last 25 years, we come to the house of God, which is to be a house of prayer and a house of praise, a house of thanksgiving. Uh, and we want someone else to do it for us. Uh, but listen, uh, in the congregation, uh, we are to praise the Lord. Notice it says, I will declare your name to my brethren. Uh, in the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. Don't you dare to let uh, the enemy uh, put a spirit of fear and intimidation upon you uh, where you sit. Listen, there is no such thing as a quiet church mouse. If you was to see a mouse in this room right now, you wouldn't be quiet. Some of you dance like you never danced before. Just listen to Ray Stevens' song about a squirrel. It's the same thing. All right? Listen. You and I got to realize that the enemy does not want you to use your voice because it is the fruit of your lips that begins to bring about your deliverance. And in the congregation, in this nation, we find people bound, uh, discouraged, uh, diseased, uh, just like we do everywhere else. Uh, and this should be the place uh, where healing virtues flow. Uh, but until we get back to a place, uh, it's not the responsibility of others. Uh, but if you come into the house of God and you need something, uh, the first thing that you need to do is come in believing. Uh, the second thing you need to do is to begin to praise His name. Uh, because hear me today, uh, that is what makes the the difference how do you know that preacher 
is because 543 times in Scripture you will find where men and women praised the Lord. And when they did, things changed. We also find this this morning, and I'm, I'm trying. Just tell him I'm trying. How are we to praise, you may ask, with all of the authority of the Lord? I'm going to, that I feel like God has given me as a minister of the gospel, I'm going to use that right now to tell you that there's some things that's got to get free. First thing is simply this, for men and women of God, your mouths are going to have to get free again. Not to gossip, but to praise. Not to complain, but to praise. Not to speak downward uh, and discouraging words, but to begin to proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. My mama used to say, if you can't say nothing positive, you shouldn't say nothing at all. I believe there's some wisdom in those things. Notice, your mouth was created to sing. Some of you have a hard time believing that. But Psalms 95.1 says, Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Not only was your mouth created for singing, but your mouth was created for praying. 1 Timothy 2 and 8. Let all men everywhere pray. We also know, as I read with you in Hebrews 13 and 15, that we are created for praising, meaning to have an attitude of gratitude. Can I tell you there is an unexpected release that is hinging up on that very thing this morning. So maybe you're one that's intimidated or maybe you're one that simply is not real vocal. And I'm not saying you have to be the loudest person in the room. No, I'm just saying you've got to begin to let your mouth speak the things of God. Also, we find today that there is the binding of hands that have taken place. But I've got to remind you that your hands are very significant. Psalms 47 and 1 says, Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. The clapping of your hands is an instrument of praise. The lifting of your hands. In Psalms 134, 2, it says, Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. The lifting of your hands. Don't you, if you need a miracle sometimes, you just need to lift your hands. I know the weights are heavy. I know the challenges are real. I know that maybe you feel like crying instead of laughing. But listen, if, it, if all you can do this morning is say, God, I, I, I need you to move. I need you to bring healing to my life, my family. I need something. And you don't know what to say. Sometimes you just need to lift your hands. And as you begin to praise the Lord, strongholds begin to be broken in a moment. Can I tell you? Please hear this preacher this morning. You got to have your mouth free. You got to have your hands free. But you also got to have your body free. Sometimes, sometimes, all you got to do is stand. You don't have to move your mouth. You don't have to lift your hands. You just have to stand. It says, Behold, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord who stand by night in the house of the Lord. In Psalms 134, verse 1. Can I tell you, sometimes I feel the greatest presence of God if I find myself in this building with the lights out at night just standing and praying and walking and I don't know what else to say and I just find myself standing in the presence of God. I begin to sense and feel a releasing of His Holy Spirit. Sometimes you just need to stand. Sometimes, sometimes you have to be willing to operate in such humility where you'll just let this body just bow in his presence. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Sometimes there's just a stillness like there is this morning in this room. God simply saying, if you'll just bow before me, I'll bring a release into your presence. And then sometimes, 
I'm going to close with this. Sometimes you just got to begin to dance before the Lord. Oh, that's scary. Oh, that's scary. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and the harp. Listen, I've been places. I've seen things. Some of it makes me nervous. But when they began to dance, not to be seen, but when they dance to praise his name, it becomes some of the most beautiful things you've ever saw. But a generation today hasn't seen it because we've allowed the enemy to close our mouth, bind our hands, and still our bodies in such a way that the very thing that was created for worship no longer no longer exists. Notice, if we will begin to sing and praise, begin to exalt the name of the Lord, there is ambushments that is coming against the children of evil in this day and I will go on record this morning as they come to the music today and tell you that God is about to smite them and he is going to be glorified. To be smitten simply means this, to be struck or dealt a very hard blow, to be grievously stricken or afflicted. If I was to ask you this morning, are you concerned? about your nation, about your family, about the hour that we find ourselves in. If you're concerned about all of the uncertainty that we see in the world, if you're really concerned about those things, I have to stand here and tell you, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. But right now in this season, as we're getting ready to go into the Thanksgiving season, I want to tell you what Jehoshaphat told Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem one more time. This is what I feel like the Lord told me in recent days. Tell them just to believe in me. Tell them just to believe in me and that they would be established. And tell them to just don't be real quick to abandon the prophet. But tell them to believe the voice of the prophet and they shall prosper. But he also told me, he said, I want you to go to the house of the Lord on Sunday and I want you to just give them a mandate to begin to sing and to praise. I believe this with all of my heart this morning, church. And I'm not talking about just in here, but I'm talking about in your daily life. If you'll begin to just turn and set yourself. The Lord has really messed me up in the last several days. I've turned off nearly all of my stuff that was filling this ear and this ear and making this go crazy. Don't take much to make this go crazy anyway. I had to silence everything and I had to reprioritize and I had to just make sure that I got my information of the morning see what happened during the night and then at night before I go to bed I get the information of what happened during the day and the rest of the day I'm not letting anything else come in and I've just been spending and fixing my face upon the Lord I want to be honest with you and I want to be transparent and real with you and I, I don't say this to bring harm or fear but I'm going to be very clear with you today I believe that there is a unexpected release that's coming by the end of this year I believe that God is going to receive glory and honor but I believe 
the enemy is not going to let go easily. And I believe that we got some very challenging days between now and the beginning of the year. And here's what I'm going to say. You need to prepare yourself. You need to prepare your family. And the only way you're going to have peace in the midst of all of the chaotic junk that you're going to hear is if you'll set your face towards Him. And if you'll begin to sing and praise. Because it is then that there is a peace that passes all understanding that comes and enters. And as I began to do that, and others have begun to do that because I thought maybe something was wrong with me. Can I just be that honest and real? I thought, man, something's wrong with me this week because my whole demeanor had changed and my approach and my prayer life has changed drastically in the last 10 days. So on Thursday and Friday, I picked up my phone and I called some people that I have great confidence and I said, listen, have, have you, has your guys' world just been wrecked? What is, what, are, is God messing you up in this manner and that manner? What's happening with you? What are you sensing? And I began to find that God has began to silence many people in a manner where they began to just pray and seek His face. And you began to thank Him for who He is and what He's done. And it's changed the dynamics of our life. So this morning, I'm telling you, it's time to sing. It's time for you, it's time for me to position ourselves to bring about the spiritual release that God has for this season. Because it's really not even about you and me, but it's about reaching a generation that does not yet know who He is. Those between the age group of 18 and 35, today 64% of them have no appetite for spiritual things. Think about that. That's why if you look in the streets of our cities after dark, most of those that are burning and vandalizing and destroying everything are between 18 and 35. Because all they've been exposed to is darkness. But if the church will arise and awaken, and if we'll begin to sing aloud once again, there is something on the horizon. This morning, I feel your weight, I feel your uncertainty, I feel your pain. We're not exempt from that. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's not just some words on a page, that's a promise. I also want to take and tell you this, that no weapon formed against you can prosper. Church, there is the smiting of evil that's coming. We're going to emerge and we're going to emerge in victory and we're going to walk with power and we're going to walk with authority. The church of Jesus Christ is not going to suffer defeat. But if the church will awaken in this nation and begin to sing, I believe that this nation is going to experience God stepping in and there is going to begin to be a pushing back of darkness and there is going to be the illuminating light of Christ and we're going to have a season of opportunity to reach our families, to reach our communities, to make a difference as we stand all over the house this morning. If you was to read down through chapter number 20 a little further, it says after Moab and Ammon and Mount Seir was all smitten. It says, and when Joseph had, in verse 25, and his people came to take away the spoil of them that they found among them in abundance, both riches with the dead bodies and the precious jewels, 
which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away and they were there three days in gathering of the spoil it was so much there is an increase and an abundance coming to the body of Christ yes I believe there's some things that's been laid up and I believe there's a transfer of many things and I'm not talking about just natural things but greater than anything in the natural realm there's an abundance of fresh oil an anointing of the Holy Spirit for this hour if you and I would just begin to sing and to praise so this morning before we leave this house here's what I'm going to ask you to do with me Sister Melissa just begins to lead us in this beautiful beautiful song right where you are if you want to stand out of your seat and come and stand in front of this building that's fine but I want us to just take a few moments and I want us just to lift our voice and I want us just to have a heart of thanksgiving I want you to just begin to talk to him this morning just like you was talking to someone else in this room and just begin to thank him for all that he's done back here maybe you say well I don't know if he's I, I just feel like I listen he's been so faithful to you today it's only noon but he woke you up this morning he put breath in your lungs he's kept your family safe you're here this morning you're able to talk you're able to walk you're able to move oh he was faithful today Can I tell you, this release that our nation needs hinges on what you and I do in this room this morning and every day of our life from here on out. I know this, that if I'll sing and praise, there's a release that will come that will drive back darkness and that will bring an illuminating light to a lost and dying world. So this morning, will you just join me for a few moments, lifting up your voice in thanksgiving and praise maybe even singing the lyrics of this song, but refuse to keep your mouth closed and refuse to keep your hands hang down, but let your body move in a manner where you bring glory and honor to God. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Jade Abrams. I wanna thank you for watching today. Feel free to find us on Facebook and Instagram and follow us and get to know us a little better. And we ask that you subscribe if you'd like to this YouTube channel and don't forget to click the bell for alerts anytime we post something new. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Have a good day.